The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of pup talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy, and as always, go Canucks, go. Okay, are Kyle and I panicking about your Vancouver Canucks? No. But is there something right wrong with your Vancouver Canucks? Hell yeah, there's something wrong with the Canucks. <laughs> We're going to tell you what we think is wrong with the Canucks next, here on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on? Happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer for Daily High Vancouver and also your co-host here on Locked On Canucks. Before we dive into today's episode, we got to thank you for tuning into Locked On Canucks. It is your team every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you haven't done so already, go make sure you subscribe or follow us for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is uncharted territory for the Begsy and Bowen iteration of Locked On Canucks. It's been nothing but winning for the most part. Casa Du and I took over the show mm-hmm. late last season. Uh, but you know what? The first four-game losing streak of the season, okay? Followed by the first three-game losing streak of the season. So uh, this is the worst stretch of hockey the Canucks have played. I thought of the four-game losing streaks, last night was by far their worst mm-hmm. performance. Mm-hmm. So, again, are we panicking? I'm not panicking. I don't think you're panicking, but there's something wrong with the Canucks right now. So what Kyle and I have decided to do is tell you four things that are wrong with the Canucks right now. We each have two things. We don't know what the other person is going to say. So if we have duplicates, we might have to make it up on the fly. The only rule we had is we're not mentioning the obvious stuff, okay? The power play, yeah, it's obviously a problem. The PK, they've been giving up goals lately. That's a bit of a problem as well. So we're not going to touch on necessarily special teams, but we're going to tell you aside from that what's wrong with the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, we might also touch on the Canucks rivals making moves. And, you know, with one of my problems too, I might touch into the fact that do the Canucks need to make a move? So we'll talk about some possible movement activity on the trade front. And of course, we'll get we'll touch quickly on the Canucks and Bruins rematch coming up this weekend. Before we do any of that, let me introduce my co-host. Ah, he's still as chipper as a Chippendale dancer. Kyle Bowen, hey, what's going on, brother? What's a Chippendale dancer like? A, a naked male stripper? Yeah, exactly. Damn, dude. Dude, would you get mad if your wife wanted to go to the male strip club with her girls? Uh, no, I wouldn't. Damn, but she would get mad at you if it was the opposite. Like my girl would never let me go to a strip club. But I've always wanted to eat chicken wings at a strip club. I'm not going to lie. Hmm. Yeah, I remember watching episodes of Entourage where they had like the all-you-can-eat buffet at the strip club, and I was like, damn. Yeah. Can knock that off the bucket list. That'd why, be fun. Why not, I, Honestly, I have not I've not been in a strip club since my bachelor party. Dude. I haven't been to the strip club since my old girlfriend way back in the day was pissing me off at the club, and one of my friends <laughs> uh, walked me to... Uh, Damn, what's that uh, strip club, that famous one in Vancouver with the funny sound? Number five orange. No, yeah, no, number five. Right. It wasn't number five. I've been there before. Yo, shout out to number five. I've always wanted to watch a Canucks game there, too. I know they uh, show a lot of support for uh, Sportsnet 650 and their uh, their broadcast. Yeah. Anyways, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs here on Locked On Canucks. One love to the Locked On Podcast Network. Doing things, okay? And still in that culture. What is that culture? It's your team every day. Uh, we like to say it's your Canucks every day. Uh, win or lose, we are here. Uh, shout out to the Don't Those Art Lab as well for just providing that West Coast bias day in and day out for years and years and years and years to come. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you will find out soon. Um, and Amanda Canucks, four straight losses. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm hurt. And I'm not going to front. I'm disappointed because last night, uh, that was a rare... No show, I don't give a beep, right? I don't give a beep 
about the game that you could just tell that they were looking forward to getting home. Speaking of which, JS, one of the best fans in the world, he thinks that it's the fatigue that's getting to the Canucks, right? Ten games in the last 17 nights. Throw in the All-Star break. Throw in a couple hangovers. Throw in a couple mushrooms, you know? Maybe uh, there, there isn't a bit of an excuse there. That being said, I don't think there's an excuse for effort. Straight up, when Arshti Baines is working harder than 80% of the Ford group, it's not cool. It's not a good look. It really isn't. And I don't care if you're, you know, looking forward to getting home in 30 minutes, right, or however long it takes to get home from Seattle to Vancouver, but you got to show up. You got to show up. And they didn't show up last night. Anyways, uh, before we get to Trevor and his reasonings on what's going on with the Vancouver Canucks, uh, look at Steven, okay, with the comment, Cup or Bust, and right now it's Bust. Bro, again, it's Cup or Bust because the Canucks have traded 15 draft picks already in 2023, but it definitely isn't Bust yet because, uh, as Trevor alluded to, I don't think we're sugarcoating it. Yeah, the Canucks have lost four straight in regulation. You can sprinkle in that Boston loss too in the, uh, the last 10 games, blah, blah, blah. I feel like the Canucks have only really played two weird, horrible games in this stretch of 10 games, you know? And that was Boston and Seattle. I think there is uh, an opportunity for them to get off the snide ASAP, and they kind of have to bring their A game in this game tomorrow against the Boston Bruins. Uh, Trevor, uh, what do they got to fix, though, prior to, again, facing our rivals from the East? Um, and uh, you know what? I'm going to go on a ramble about something else, but let's let's stick to the script, okay? Because I got a lot to say. All right, so let's let's set some rules here. Do you want me to list my two issues first, and then you go? Or no, let's go. go let's go back and, and forth. forth. Back and forth. Let's go back yeah. and forth. What one of the main issues for me is, and I know it's been a great story. It's still the defense. I'm not just talking about necessarily the defense itself, mm-hmm. but there seems mm-hmm. to be too much deferral in the zone instead of just trying to do the cute or the do the simple play and get the puck out. There seems to be a bit too much deferral in the, in the defensive zone where you know guys. You know, they had the system down earlier in the season. They seem to be making the smart play. And all of a sudden, that seems to have dissipated a little bit. Now, what I will say about the defense itself, and I'm just going to tie it all into defensive play. Maybe that's taking too much thunder from you, buddy. Mm -hmm. When I look at this defense, look, Tyler Myers has been a nice story. Noah Juleson has been a nice story. Ian Cole has been solid for the most part, although his play slipped a little bit. But when I look at this Canucks blue line, they are still another top four defender away in my eyes from becoming a true cup contender. I mean, Tyler Myers has been better, no question, but is he a number three, number four defenseman on a contender? I don't think so. Mm. I think it's like on the right side for me, it's like one of Tyler Myers and Noah Jules on your bottom pair, and you got to have another right side guy in there. And even with Ian Cole, I'm starting to wonder about Ian Cole and Zadorov on the left side. Maybe Susie's the guy to step mm. up there as well. Um, but to me, I just look at this defense and I think they're one piece away still. I think there's, a lack of dynamicism on the back end. I think Philip Ronick too has been a bit of a weakness, to be honest with you. Like mm-hmm. I, I see him make some pretty dumb plays with the puck right now as well. So mm-hmm. you know, overall on defense, I think, you know, Philip Ronick just you gotta clean it up, man. Make Dude. the smart play. Don't make the dumb play. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think I don't think it's gonna happen this season necessarily, but I think they need one more body in the top four. Another bona fide top four defenseman. Okay, I gotta do it. And I gotta do it now. And I'm happy you didn't mention his name because it was a big point for me. But it's Quinn Hughes. He's got to be a lot better. He's got to be a lot better defensively. Like Quinn Hughes has made a ton of mistakes that have led to goals for the Vancouver Canucks. It really has. He's not playing clean. He's not playing smooth. He's not playing confident. And when your best defenseman, your top guy, 
is quote unquote panicking, panicking with the puck or just shooting it up the boards. I know maybe he's hoping a winger is going to be there. I know Taka called out the wingers and their lack of support and blah, blah, blah. Look, Quinn Hughes, you got to play a perfect game for the Vancouver Canucks to go far in the playoffs. And there has been a dip in his game. It's been clear. I even look back to what happened in Colorado too. I know, uh, I think uh, the, the first Johansson goal, uh, like not, literally 90 seconds before that goal went in, before the Canucks failed to clear it out the, the second time, Quinn Hughes was a big reason why that puck stayed in the, the zone. Like, he just got to be way better. And when he's mm-hmm. way better, the trickle-down effect for everyone else will line up. And I know I shouldn't put all that pressure on Quinn Hughes, but it's harder for that core to play calm, cool, collected, which they did throughout the, you know, the first, like, 40 games of the season and whatnot. When your top guy, your A1 guy, is also making mistakes constantly, okay? That's the key point here, constantly. Uh, that dude's got to be a lot more accountable, and he will. He will, you know, as JS mentioned, you know, 10 games in the last 17 uh, days. It's hard to assess, and it's, it's hard to process. It's hard to improve within that time frame when you're trying to adjust, you're trying to be accountable, but you don't have the measures to kind of, again, progress because you got a game the next day. So I hope this practice time and all this jazz and maybe just being at home, maybe he has a puppy, right? Maybe he has a puppy. Maybe he has his favorite restaurant in Vancouver. Uh, Maybe he can look out into the sky and the clouds and the beautiful uh, West Coast, the best coast of Canada, and just calm down because Quinn Hughes needs to play a way calmer game for the Vancouver Canucks to succeed. And, you know, you mentioned that, oh, you think they're uh, another top four defenseman away, blah, blah, blah. I tend to think they're just a Carson Soucy healthy defenseman away from kind of being cool, but that's only possible if Quinn Hughes is playing at like a 95 overall. And when he's slipping like this defensively, bro, he's just an offensive defenseman. And he can't he can't be that. Yeah, it's interesting. I do think the bar is a lot higher for Hughes. I agree he's made mistakes recently, but I think he's still been the Canucks' best defenseman, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which says something with the rest of the team when you got Quinn Hughes out there making mistakes and he is still the Canucks' best defensive defenseman. You know, he had a play last night where I can't remember which cracking player was uh, trying to go in off the rush, and Hughes basically sped up on the backtrack, stole the puck, and got the puck back up the ice. Like, he does plays like that. You're just like, wow, no one yeah. else on this team is going to do that. But again, the bar is incredibly high for this player. He, that's why he's in the MVP conversation, right? Um, you know, Kyle, I don't know if you were to call it Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson for your two points, but Whoa. that was my other one, too, is, is Elias Pettersson right now. You know, I, I, I've been going to bat for this guy, you know, again, 100-point player, he has some great games out there, but we've talked about it time and time again. The shift-to-shift consistency is just not there. Um, his passes don't look as crisp. He's fallen down a lot more. You know, he has moments, he has flashes where you see the offensive brilliance, but right now he is, I don't want to be dramatic, but a bit of a shell of himself, right? Yeah. And now we had that report out there, and we'll talk about it a bit, how much validity there is to it. A uh, report from the fourth period said that Pedersen was offered a $12 million per year extension at the beginning of this season. And not that he's rejected it, but just that he has yet to sign it. I do wonder, and this is, again, pure speculation, maybe this contract's starting to weigh on him a bit. Or maybe it's just a bad stretch. I don't know necessarily, but what I do know is Elias Pettersson is not himself right now. It's a bad stretch. It's it's a lot of things, man. It's, 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 again, another player that has to just be accountable, man, because he has not been an X-factor during this four-game stretch. I thought he was really bad yesterday. I, I know that people tend to critique him for his inability to kind of stay up on his feet. Quote-unquote, mm-hmm. always falling down. I think that's an indication that he's not confident, man. He's not strong. He's doing the most to, you know, draw calls or draw penalties, you know, rather than just sticking with it. 
and being a, a mother effort. And that probably swings into the fact that he's not playing with a lot of confidence right now. Yeah. A lot of this has to do with uh, it's. I know it sounds like a sounds like an excuse, right? Like we just lost four games. I wish I could be harder on the Vancouver Canucks, but this whole practice time thing, it's a pretty pretty big thing for a lot of moving parts. A guy who hasn't had consistent line mates because you never know, right? Like one practice, a two two practices in a row at Rogers Arena where Lindholm and him are just snapping the puck around, or whoever Pedersen is playing can go a long way because. Right now, they're trying to figure it out in-game, and that's kind of hard to do when every team is doing their best to play you because you're the number one team. And that's another thing, too. Like, they have to understand that and not rest on the fact that they're up there in the standings. Like, they have to bring it every game, and that's my next point. It's them not understanding that things are different. You know, post-All-Star game, like, things are really different. You being the top dog, this is different territory. And just because you are that top dog and you feel good about yourself doesn't mean that you can take your foot off the pedal. And, you know, we just saw it slightly against Boston. We did see it a lot against Seattle. But those are the signs that I don't like. Because this Vancouver Canucks team, they haven't been a winner in a very long time, which means it's not ingrained in their culture, which means you cannot take nights off. The only reason you're winning games is because you're in the trenches. You're doing the work. Yeah, you got all-stars, a lot of all-stars. Yeah, you guys are at the top of the, the point scoring list in some regard. It, it don't matter. You guys got to work like you haven't been there because, to be honest, you haven't been here before. And Talkit yeah. alluded to that. So I don't know if you have some of the exact quotes from Rick Talkit. And I know I was only allowed to have two points. I don't know if this is necessarily him being wrong by voicing his concerns to the media, but he said a lot yesterday, man. He said a lot, and a part of me wishes that he kind of just kept that in the room because I don't think transparency is that crucial to that degree with the media and the fans. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't need – because this market's crazy, man. It's crazy, bro. We don't need to know that you think these guys are not playing with balls, you know? You get what I'm saying? Like, let yell, yell at the players. Like, you don't got to tell us that. Do you think that's going to rub the players the wrong way? It's 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 a lot of noise, man. Unless these guys don't have internet connection, I, I feel as if that's the type of ammo that, you know, like the guys like Harpoon or whatnot, like they, they love that yeah. stuff. And like we even saw, the, the, you know, I'm not going to put him on this boat, but even uh, that Irfan, you know, hardworking man, hardworking man. But after that Minnesota game, he's like, Stanley Cup contenders do not let seven goals in in the third period, you know, it's – like, dude, man, sometimes I feel as if some yeah. of us on this on this side of the the world don't really understand like faith, hope, and just support. And it's a dark place to give uh us that ammo, you know? Oh, these guys gotta play yeah. with balls. Yeah, well, you know, Talkit had some bad quotes, but Ian Coles had some interesting quotes. So let's mm-hmm. touch on a couple of those on the other side and talk about mm-hmm. perhaps if the Canucks need to make a move and, and our thoughts on that. Before we get to that, I gotta shout out indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search but match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data. And they got a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed just doesn't help you hire faster. 93% 
93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed surveys. One of the things that I love about Indeed is they go for quality, baby, okay? And we go for that quality too here on Locked On Canucks. Hey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join three, more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners of the show, you will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms good to supply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, okay, we back on Locked On Canucks. One love to LinkedIn. Oh, no, indeed, my bad. Did I say LinkedIn? Uh, I'm 30 and a half years old, okay? That's that's my territory these days, okay? The new social media. Anyways, Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowne talking everything uh, four-game losing streak for the Vancouver Canucks uh, before the break. I'm not sure if this comment was touching base on where I was going, but I think we had somebody, Andrew. Yes, Andrew said, I agree, Kyle. I don't know if he's agreeing with the the notion that I was following that. I don't know if it was the right time for Rick Tockett to voice his concerns, you know? I feel like he should have kept that in the room because, yeah, again, it's it's a volatile time, you know? It can be. It, yeah. sh- it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be, but, yeah, it's the ammo. I haven't been on Twitter or anything like that or just seen what other people have been saying, but... Yeah, am I am I reaching too far? Do you, do you like how Rick Tockett is? You know, you're you're one of those media guys. Uh, do you like how Tockett is that emotional and that real uh, post game? I, I personally like it. Uh, I I wouldn't like it if I didn't think he was already staying in the room. But I think Tockett, from everything we've heard, um, it's a very transparent coach, right? Mm-hmm. And he's going to be fair with his players. He's going to be honest with his players. I don't think he's going to, you know, sugarcoat things in the dressing room or not talk to them in the dressing room and then go rip them in the media. Okay, okay. I that I would have a problem with, but I, I like what he's doing right now. I mean, look, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but I did like uh, a quote I heard from Ian Cole when he was interviewed after the game. And he said, some along the lines of, you know, every good team has to go through some adversity, right? Mm-hmm. Cox have not gone through any adversity this season. This is the adversity they're going through, right? Loses a four oh. straight. Arguably one of the worst games of the season against the Kraken. And, you know, they played arguably the worst game of the season not long before that against the Boston Bruins, right? Mm-hmm. So this is not, hasn't been a great stretch of Canucks hockey. There were still games where they outplayed the opponent and lost, right? So maybe some of that luck, some of that PDO coming back to get them. But regardless, they are going through adversity right now. Mm-hmm. And I think talk at calling them out. I think there was some ga- post games too, like the Colorado game, for instance. He was very complimentary. Like, our team deserved better. Yeah, we deserved yeah. to win. Ref screwed us over, right? Yeah. This was different, right? Yeah. And I think he, he was calls mad. it like he sees it. And I, and I agree with him. There was a lot of no-shows. It was Bro. to be a brutal game at five-on-five. And, you know, you got, you know, Nils Hugliner, R.H.D. Baines in the top six, which I think we all want to see. But, you know, Hugliner didn't have a great game. He had a bad turnover, got benched. R.H.D. Baines is in the second NHL game. And like you said, Kyle, he's out playing most of the guys. He's just hustling team. harder. Maybe he's fresher. Yeah. I don't know because he hasn't like played like these type of road games like the rest of the Canucks. But yeah, it, it's a lot of things. Okay, let's go to this comment because it's really important. Okay, it kind of ties into what Ian Cole said. Uh, Dingbat, my homie, said uh, I haven't backed it up, but somebody said all the good teams this year have lost three or four straight games this season. Uh, look at this list. Okay, I'm gonna read it out. 
The Bruins have lost four straight games two times this year. The Rangers have lost four straight games once this year. So have the Panthers, the Stars, the Avalanche, the Jets, the Hurricanes, and the Golden Knights. And then you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs, if you want to throw them in the mix. Uh, they've lost four straight twice. It, these things happen. I know they happen. It's just the choice, right? It just, you know, you, you're going to sign up to play in the NHL. Bro, these moments happen. It's just a matter of the Canucks understanding that, again, I know they made the Lindholm trade, and they're very skilled, and they got these all-stars and all this jazz. This core who hasn't been here yet, they have to realize that talk it is right. It's going to take effort. That's the only piece of the puzzle you really need to make sure everything else is going to work. And if that's not there, if you're not doing the most, the Canucks are going to struggle with, you know, winning games. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, you look at the schedule ahead, too. Let me just rip off the next eight games. So they got the Bruins uh, tomorrow, Hockey Day in Canada. Then they got the Penguins who are out of the playoffs, but still feisty, still pushing. They got the Kings, then they got the Ducks, Kings again, Golden Knights, Jets, and Avalanche. Like you got one bad team in there, the Ducks. Um, the rest of them, they're not easy games. Mm -hmm. uh, the Canucks, again, are going to be challenged, and you know they are one of the top dogs in the league. So they're going to be pushed by the opposition, and there's there's no gimmicks from here on out. Now, you know, again, the reason why I like talking, calling out the team last night is because there's losses that are excusable, right? They'll play the Jets and lost. The Minnesota game was just weird as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Colorado game, they arguably played the Avs on the second end of a back-to-back. -back. Those three losses you could stomach. But the loss last night to Seattle and the loss to Boston, those are losses that you just don't want to see. Yeah, I know. It's, it's the effort thing, and yesterday was very, very, very disappointing. Um, do, 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 can, I, can I bring up – I know you got to bring up the, the – the, you want to talk about maybe the Oilers making moves and all this ish, right? Like you might want to bring up the fact that that, that may uh, bring some fear to the Canucks fans because – other teams are making moves, and maybe we've stopped, and here we are struggling, right? I think we're 4, 5, and 1 since the Lindholm trade, which is the truth, I think, right? Mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's a chemistry thing. I think I, I saw a fan over here. I think it was Lefty who might have brought it up, like something about chemistry. Sorry if it wasn't Lefty, but I think it has more to do with the chaos, man. Bro, I've been watching sports for a very long time. I don't think I'm being West Coast biased and just stroking off the Vancouver Canucks and just showing them love after love after love. Like, this has been such an obscure schedule. And for them to have an obscure schedule the whole way through and then have to deal with it again post-All-Star game was, like, I feel like if they were going to struggle, this was kind of the portion of the schedule that they were going to struggle in. I don't think it's a chemistry thing. I think, and even if it is, I think that can get solved with more home games and just more time being together, man. Like imagine Lindholm going to Amsterdam cafe with Rick Tockett, man. I'm not saying they, they do that, but maybe they do. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they do. Look, I think the only thing I want to bring up though, with the Canucks rivals is you look Mark, Mark Stone out long-term, not on LTIR yet, but if he does go on LTIR, the Vegas gold Knights can have 15 million approximately in cap space. That's a sizable chunk of change to make a move. The Edmonton Oilers have been rumored to be on, in on guys like, uh, Jake Gensel, um, potentially Chris Tanev, um, Jordan Eberle, a re reunion there as well. So I guess my question is, you know, we're likely to see over the next two weeks, and again, we're two weeks away from the trade deadline, the two biggest rivals of the Canucks go make moves, right? And the Vegas isn't playing well right now. They're really banged up. They're really injured. Um, Edmonton's obviously playing better, but, you know, this cup or bust for them for sure. Mm -hmm. Do the Canucks need to make a move before the deadline? And I'm talking about a move aside from Phil Kessel. 
because <laughs> I think the assumption is that he's gonna sign unless yeah. something goes off the rails. But it sounds like he's gonna sign, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna ask you, Kyle: Do the Canucks need to make a move before the deadline? And does it matter what their rivals do? No, it doesn't, dude. Come on, bro. I'm not that weak, bro. Yesterday I said no. I'm gonna say no again, bro. I don't care. Come on, man. We're we're up you're not, there. You're not worried about if the Oilers go get Gensel? I'm not worried, man. I'm not worried about ish, bro. We we top dogs. I believe in the the the, the amount of star players this team already has. I'm not gonna be uh, demanding that the Canucks trade picks what like their 17th pick of the year to bring in somebody else. It's like I feel like we've done the most, man. Is we've done a lot. They just got to get it together, man. It, it, it's I can't, I can't look at other teams, bro. I cannot look at other teams and want what they want. I'm, I'm, I'm content with this team, and I'm also content with this realization that Carson Susie hasn't played a lot of games this year. And maybe I'm overvaluing Carson Susie, but this guy's been mad impressive. I mean, how many bad games has Carson Susie played? How many bad shifts has Carson Susie had this season? Is the number like five, four, seven? You know what I'm saying? Is he the trade deadline acquisition that we need that settles down everything? And I go back to the point that I made in segment one. Bro, Quinn Hughes has to be a lot better. He has to be a lot more consistent. Yo, we t- I talk about cup or bust. I talk about going to June. When I have that in mind, it's because Quinn Hughes is playing at a 96 overall pace, a 97 overall pace, not at an 89 overall pace, not just being an offensive defenseman. He's got to be clean with it. He's got to be better. That's going to make the defensive core better. Now, let me ask you this before we get to the third segment. How much are you willing to give up to bring in that other piece in the bottom six? Well, not the bottom six, sorry, the the top six defensemen. Yeah, for Sean Walker or Chris Tano, I'd give up a second and, and a pod and a pod cold potentially. You're going all in this year. What, you got money on the Canucks? Twelve hundred to one or no. whatever? You got something on no, it? I wish, man. I wish. Yeah. FanDuel at twenty two hundred at one point. Oh my God. I wish Dude. I had some money on that. No. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm not saying the Canucks have to do that. I, I personally don't think it's cup or bust. I think this is the beginning of the Canucks window if they play their cards right. So I don't think they have to go all in, but I think that's one of the, p- the pieces they need is a, is a top four defenseman and, and potentially a top six winger, uh, depending on how Huglander or Baines or Suter, how that all plays out. But I don't think they're going to go get all the season. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't think it's cup or bust this season, but they got a shot to win the cup, which is more than we could have. That, that's all we would have asked for at the beginning of the season. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's wrap up the show on the other side. Canucks Bruins playing on the weekend. We'll give you a take on what's going to happen there. Before we get to that, I got a shout out. I bought it. You know, grocery bills these days are so damn expensive, but now they don't have to be. Start getting cash back on your grocery shopping with the free Ibotta app and get cash back every time you shop. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip so you can buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you're dying to go to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and get real cash so you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora's, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering listeners just $5 uh, so $5 just for trying Ibotta by using code LOCKEDONNHL when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app. Start earning cash back, baby. I love that cash back. And remember, 
Use code LOCKEDONNHL. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKEDONNHL. Okay, okay. We back on this conversation about your Vancouver Canucks. Hit the like button, subscribe button over here on Locked on Canucks if you want to support the dream. And that's uh, Trevor and I, you know, being able to do the most for our lovely woman, man. I, I, I really do want to take my girl out to a fancy restaurant every week, man. She deserves that, especially after what I did to her last night. And that's choose uh, the postgame show and the Kraken versus the Canucks over one of her performances in downtown Vancouver. Uh, right next to me right now is my other brother, Trevor Beggs. Uh, somebody that I might choose over her sometimes as well. Because, yo, the Canucks, man. The Canucks. The first love. And right now we're going through it. And right now we need some therapy. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Begsy, I know you got a call in a couple of minutes. If you got to bounce early, it's all good. I'll talk to the people and do my thing and sign us out. Because I kind of want to keep venting, man. Uh, can I talk about this? Because I want to ask you a question, okay? I want to ask yeah. you a question, okay? So this is a really good point by Amphimus, right? Smart commenter, okay? The main thing for me is that the Canucks come out of this skit stronger that they, than they went into it, okay? And then we have uh, Kempner, legend, okay? Uh, the problem for us fans is we just lost four straight and play three very good teams next, Boston, Pittsburgh, and L.A. I don't view that as a problem. I view that as a solution to our worries, to our trauma. Bro, the Canucks are at the top of the standings. They've been really good the whole way through. We just listed off all the teams that have lost four straight games this season. I'm pretty sure Boston lost twice to that capacity, okay? I believe in the Canucks. And again, I look at this hard schedule ahead of us as the solution. But the process definitely has to be fine-tuned, and I'm going to go back to effort, man. I also have to go back to this as well. Lefty telling me to stop picking on Quinn Hughes. I don't know, man. It starts at the top, and I think it's easier for the Canucks defenseman to kind of play calm, cool, collected when the guy who's playing for 30 minutes a game is also playing like that. I know it's hard for him. I know he's got a lot on his shoulders, but I think he's got to simplify things. Anyways, Trevor, do you think that the schedule the, the, the coming up, including the game tomorrow against the Bruins, is actually a good thing? Because I feel like they can win here and kind of get their answers, where if they go the other way, then it could be kind of weird, but I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a man versus, it's a man or mouse moment, I think, over the next few games here. And I'm really stoked for the game on the weekend, not just because it's Boston, but um, you look at Boston over their past, or since they beat the Canucks 4 nothing, and they smoked the Canucks in that contest. That wasn't mm -hmm. a close one. The Canucks didn't really show up. Boston has not won in regulation since that game. They've won two games, both in overtime. They beat the Oilers, thank you very much. Um, but they've won two of their last seven games and none of their wins in regulation. So I think you're going to have a Boston team as well that's pretty pissed off, pretty hungry. Boston, by the way, actually lost four straight after beating the Vancouver Canucks. So mm -hmm. the Canucks are not the only team to go through this. That's an important thing to remember. But again, like I talked about off the top, it's about how you play. And they did not play well against Seattle. If they have performances similar to what they had against Winnipeg or Colorado, you'd be a little bit more happy. But at the end of the day, they got they do got to stop the bleeding. I don't care where they are in the standings. You don't want to keep losing to teams, um, whether they're good or bad, right? You, you do need to stop the bleeding at some point. As Ian Cole said, good teams don't lose three, four, five, six in a row on a regular basis. So, Kyle, with that, I do got to get out of here. I will let you talk to the people. Okay. One love to the listeners. One love to you, buddy. And, uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be listening to the rest of the show later. Here, Locked on Canucks, your team every day. Bum, bum, bum. See you later, Trevor. One love. Okay, Trevor's out of here. He has to go pay the bills. 
And I got to go talk to the people still, man. I still need some therapy here, and you guys are helping me out. Again, overly optimistic, Kyle Bowen. It is what it is. The sun is shining. I'm looking at the standings, and this team has already proven so much this season. I cannot give them anything other than my faith right now. And that mainly has to do with not the delusion, but the fact that this is the first time this team has struggled all season. And if I want to be realistic about it, it's the first time this team has kind of really struggled since, like, what, games three and four of the season. So I'm good. I'm good. How about this? Callum Sandu, go Canucks, go. Speaking of Callum Sandu, Archie Baines, he was on the ice yesterday. I mentioned this during the postgame conversation last night. He was on the ice with three minutes left with the extra attackers, or I guess, you know, the arsenal needed for the Canucks to score that goal to get closer to tying it up. And that, you know, that was a sign of two things, right? Like nobody else was really stepping up. The options were slim for Tockett to pick for the guys he needed to ultimately get the job done. But B, more notably, I thought Baines was really good for how much he played. Again, uh, there's like a handful of penalties in that game, not a lot of five-on-five play in that first and second period. It's... It's not a perfect game. He didn't showcase it all, but when he was on the ice, he was noticeable. And B, he was really, really good. Really, really good defensively in that third period. You know what I'm saying? Now look at Mike. One left to Mike. Baines looking great. Baines is going to play against the Boston Bruins. The Boston Bruins. Shout out to Clam Chowder, okay? I got to eat more Clam Chowder in my life. Anyways. He's going to be playing against the Bruins tomorrow. That's going to be a big game. And uh, I got to say it again, man. I got to say it again. I think Rick Tockett alluded to this as well. I don't think he's happy that the Vancouver Canucks have to play a 4 o'clock game on a Saturday against the Bruins. It makes a lot of sense when it's Toronto because Canada and all that ish, Hockey Night in Canada, you're broadcasting money, all that BS. But how come we have to play at 4 o'clock against the Bruins in Vancouver? We had somebody in the comments earlier talk about the referees as well, right? Effing us over. Being mad. Not treating us right. Yo, the league is not treating us right. This is this is a damn shame. In fact, it's another hurdle for this team, right? It's not the same. It's not the same as playing a 7 o'clock game at home, what they're used to. And more importantly, what they probably want to do. So, yeah, I'm not happy about that. That's weird to me. Weird behavior. I think Taka's not happy about it, too. Um, All that being said, no excuses. Got to be accountable. Got to get the job done, no matter what the circumstances are. And as Major Tao is just commenting, right, Canucks fans are historically anxious. I don't know if I'm historically anxious going into tomorrow, but if we lose to the Bruins, oh, dude, I don't know. I don't know. I'm an emotional guy. How about Richard, okay? Referees, the league, any more excuses? I know, I know. I'm all over the map. I blame the refs. I blame the league. I blame Quinn Hughes. I blame Rick Tockett and the, the power play philosophy. You know, I, I'm sure it's, 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 it's everywhere. But I'm just a Hindu who loves the Vancouver Canucks. I'm all over the place, okay? How about Kemp's, okay? Kyle, when we play at home on Saturday afternoon, we win. Check the records. I get it. I just feel like 
it just makes little sense. It's as if the Canucks don't matter as much as they should. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Whale, I blame Pedersen for being lazy, man. I think Pedersen, again, is just not playing confident, man. Kind of playing lost. Kind of playing like he's uh, wanting things to go his way versus just making things happen. He's not playing like a mother. Beep, right? He's got to go harder in the paint. He's got to want it more. Goes back to effort. Goes back to the whole team and it being different. It never being like this for this court. Just because they're first place, just because things are firing on all cylinders, blah, 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 doesn't mean that they can afford to lean on the optics, right? Uh, where they are in the standings. Uh, they got to lean on effort, being gritty, playing with balls, acting like you haven't been there before, doing the most. They got to continue to play like the hunter. That's important, right? Because everyone's coming after them. Everyone is taking them seriously. And they got to get used to that. I also hope that, man, you know, post-Seattle, like, it's not that far away from Vancouver. Like, maybe they were running home to see their families. But maybe, just maybe, you know, after the game, right, after the game, they, they go out to the bar. Talk it in the boys. Keep it loose. Don't stress. Uh, Richard, hard work always wins. Callum Sandu, look at this comment. 4 p.m. start is BS. East Coast buys on display. Again, it's not Toronto. It's not Toronto. We're playing Boston, and it's a 4 o'clock game in Vancouver. That's some BS, man. That's some BS. Okay, that's it, though. That's it. That's me working overtime. Thanks for uh, sticking around, allowing me to vent and get through this. I know it sounds like I'm making a lot of, of excuses. Uh, don't get me wrong, though. I understand that it has a lot to do with effort and execution, okay? It really does. And they'll get it done, man. 4 p.m. tomorrow. I don't know if I'll go to the number five orange or go to the strip club to watch the game tomorrow. I am chilling with my girl early in the morning. I'm not sure if she'll be down for that. Um, but I I am leaning towards going somewhere downtown to watch the game, okay? Crack a brewski. Enjoy some hockey and feel blessed because, uh, once again, hockey matters to you and 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 you and, you and I. And that means that Saturdays matter a lot more, and life is simple, man. Life is way simpler when the Vancouver Canucks are doing their thing. Uh, one love to the Locked On Podcast Network for, again, supplying the culture. Uh, they told us, tell the people that it's your team every day, and I told them that we're going to tell the people it's your Canucks every day, okay? Uh, this is home of the West Coast bias. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no other team matters other than the Vancouver Canucks. And as Anthemus says, uh, the Canucks aren't top of the league by mistake. They will figure it out. Uh, they will. ASAP, okay? They will. Subscribe. Hit the like button. One love to the Don't Doze Art Lab for doing all this and supplying that West Coast bias as well. My name is Kyle Bowen. One love to Trevor Beggs for being the second best dad in the world. Have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. If you're not watching this live, I do not know when you're watching this or listening to this, but hey, I really do appreciate it. One love. Go Canucks, go. And uh, we'll be more than all right. The road to June, 
bro, this is what it takes when those are the expectations, okay? It feels like this. We'll get over it. Peace. You're Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.